0: hello everyone and welcome to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet and an episode that almost didn't happen due to stupid internet outages in my area
1: yeah for once it was you
0: (laughs) for once it was me it's it's true it's actually true i blame myself but more importantly than that i blame uh what is it, outages in the area, I had to actually call tech support, which I never had to do. I assumed it was a simple, oh, just, you know, have you tried turning it on and off again? All that other classic IT crowd stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I've had to do use them before, and sometimes they can be very frustrating.
0: They sure can. Sometimes that's more frustrating than your actual problem. Yep. <laughs> I haven't even checked all my other devices yet. I just know it's like, well, computer's working now, so I guess I better get this in so we can be damn sure to have a show this week. <laughs> also big thanks to all the new patreon people uh who signed up there was a nice new influx of those much appreciated uh big thanks to everyone who uh gave questions for last week's episode you basically saved the episode
1: you did you get some really good questions
0: you did we'll have to do that more often especially if we start doing more live shows which we were going to experiment with tonight before the big outage and i'm like well if this is happening we're definitely not going to do that
1: yeah i didn't want to risk joel falling out when yeah. we were doing the show
0: yeah e- even if it's something i like to try and make sure i have something to upload every mm-hmm. uh every week for your listening pleasure and you know knock on wood we haven't missed a show in a very long time
1: no we haven't
0: so yeah this is going to be a good show we got lots of news topics to talk about and of course we are going to close out the show by talking about guardians of the galaxy volume two i saw it a couple days ago matt saw it probably a while before that because australia yep i was heard a couple of weeks ago there you go i imagine we have lots to say on the matter so without further ado let's hop on into our first news story this week fittingly it also deals with the cosmic side of the marvel universe we got our first images of the new inhumans tv show imax event hybrid it's lots of things
1: it is lots of things and it looks great
0: it does it looks exactly like the inhumans you know whenever they come out with a new thing to be like you know oh new costumes new visual interpretation the thing that always passed the joel test and i've said it before but it bears repeating if i can look at it and know what it is it's good
1: yeah exactly and i i i know other people have seen and around the internet people have been kind of giving it shit because of it doesn't look right apparently i i don't know how they all look the part
0: i i don't know what they were expecting i know the one complaint i heard over and over again is like oh black bolt looks like he's from that like first brian singer x-men movie and i'm like well technically black leather has always been his jam if anything yeah that first x-men movie ripped him off and everyone looked like him
1: yeah i i don't understand why people we're saying that so and i i i talk with some people and i was comparing it to like that first look we got a superman in supergirl which was horrible mm, it, was not a great it was that it was that it was that one where he literally looked like an alien yeah um and yeah it it's ew stuff has never been that good because it's usually just a still mm-hmm. from like behind the scenes so yeah it's probably going to look really good on screen
0: what was, what was another strange complaint I heard about that? They're like, oh, Maximus the Mad looks too much like Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, because it's the same actor. <laughs> it's the I, same actor. <laughs> I hope he looks like him. If he doesn't, that would be quite unfortunate.
1: Yeah, and I heard people complaining about Medusa and her hair. And even though like the article that was attached to the picture said that they are going to CGI her, it's just taking a long to. time yeah it's just taking a long time or
0: black bolt having no mask and i'm like well you got to see what the actor looks like for a little bit at least
1: also like some of the recent uncanny avengers he never wore his mask
0: that's true he didn't yeah looking all kingly and stuff i'm excited for it even more than like the show itself and just in humans in general i'm excited to see if this new release thing they're doing will actually pan out in a meaningful way
1: the the, putting it in movies and then putting on tv
0: yeah being like hey watch the first two big episode events in imax exclusively in imax and then go home and finish watching i'm like man you know if this works imagine if they kept doing shit like that
1: it would be pretty good the the one thing i'm kind of worried about is that they don't really mention anything about like international no no they do not so like Am I going to be able to see it in, in the cinema? Uh, are you going to be able to see it in exactly, the cinema? Exactly,
0: because Australia and Canada are usually the first two places to get fucked over in that regard. Mm-hmm. D- don't worry, Matt. If that's the case, we'll, we'll we'll reach out to the comic multiverse nation out there, the comic multiverse universe, and be like, hey, here's a Kickstarter. Get us somewhere where they have it. <laughs> Just so we can see it. And also put in an extra nine ninety-five because we're going to want snacks. just saying it's in your power (laughs) but yeah i mean it looks it looks fine i'm interested in to see where they go with it you know i think inhumans has that possibility because not everyone really knows what the inhumans are granted more people know now because of shield they're kind of out there in the zeitgeist people have a passing Mm -hmm. knowledge of them i think they have the opportunity to kind of like you know uh change a lot of minds but moreover than that kind of blaze their own trail and it's gonna feel new to everybody.
1: Yeah, they're a lot like Guardians in that same respect. No one knew who Guardians were, and now everyone knows who they are.
0: And you could make the argument that the movie Guardians are different than the comics Guardians, and they are. Mm-hmm. But hey, they're yep. doing their own thing, and they get a lot less pushback because of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, that's new in humans for you, everyone. Uh, moving on from the world of IMAX movie TV hybrid experience multimedia blitzes. To the world of video games, and specifically video game downloadable content, Uh, Injustice 2 will be with us in just a couple weeks, and uh, they've already announced the first three DLC characters.
1: Boy, I love when they do that, when the game's not even out yet.
0: I know, right? And when you know, when you freaking know there'll be an ultimate version of the game, like in a year and a half hmm with everything. I, I was actually really happy I didn't spend money on any DLC for uh Vanilla Injustice One and I just got Same. the ultimate collection. Same. So yes, the first three DLC characters uh are very much fan requested characters. Like these are the ones people have been yelling at the most. Starfire makes sense. She'd be mm-hmm. good in a fighting game. She can fly, yeah. she's got blast, she's got a really interesting look. Mm-hmm. Tour. Red Hood, oh my god, they've been clamoring for fucking Red Hood since the first one.
1: Oh, we know who all the Injustice channels on YouTube are going to be playing as.
0: But i um, Tish, you nailed it. I mean, Red Hood's fine, but like the absolute fucking warship of Red Hood. oh god justice community (laughs) is insane i'm like guys name some good stories he's been in that aren't under the red hood or like you know not uh what is it the lost days and the other thing he's got maybe two good stories to his name
1: but 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 he looks cool that's why everyone likes him
0: and he's got guns if i may dust off an old chestnut
2: yeah he's got guns he's
0: got hella guns man he's got like all sorts of guns he's got like a gun in one hand and in the other hand he's got another gun (laughs) brah uh the third character is sub-zero and i actually kind of like raise an eyebrow at this i'm like come on guys i thought this was supposed to be a dc fighting game what what are you doing come on
1: well, well, I think also in like one of the other DLC expansions, they're going to have they have um, Raiden, I think.
0: We saw a bunch of sil- silhouettes of like you know other potential characters coming down the line. One was obviously Black Manta, and the other one was obviously Raiden. At this point, I'm like, come on! I know you're the Mortal Kombat guys. I know you love putting in little Easter egg characters and everything. Scorpion was fine as a reason to buy the Ultimate Edition of, uh, whatchamacallit, of, of Original Injustice, but please don't backlog this with Mortal Kombat characters.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know why they, they always do that. They, they kind of did that as well with like the, the Mortal Kombat games in themselves as well, because they had like stuff like Jason and Freddy and a Xenomorph, and just all these really random characters that
0: what kind of have rights no...
1: To? Yeah, kind of have no place in a fighting game.
0: Maybe call me a big lore whore or something, but I'm just like, oh, this this hurts the lore and the integrity of my super people in their (laughs) tight spandex outfits punching each other with super pills in an alternate (laughs) reality. This offends my gentle sensibilities, Matt. I'm a very sensible man as I flip this table. (laughs) But yeah, so th- those are the characters. And again, you brought up the silhouettes. There's a lot of interesting theories. Uh, some people said one guy might look like Azriel, Another one kind of looks like mm-hmm. Etrigan, possibly Vixen or Beast Boy. Basically, other characters people have been yelling about.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: And they will sell them all to you as DLC.
1: Yeah. And and the thing is, though, though. Since it's like a um a day one sort of thing, it's on the disc. Yeah. So 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 you just need literally like a code to unlock them.
0: That bugs the shit out of me. I hate it when they wall off content. At least yep. let me be good enough to unlock that at some point.
1: Yeah. If if they'd come out and said you can get these here now instead of unlocking them, I'd be like, eh, that's okay. At least I have the option to unlock them later on.
0: I wonder, uh, are you going to be running into these characters in the uh, story campaign? You think?
1: Oh, it, well, if they do, then that's a really big fuck you.
0: That's a, that's a really very big... I remember, like, what what Mortal Kombat was it where, like, the final boss was clearly in the game, but you couldn't play the final boss because he was, like, way too powerful? Oh,
1: God, I don't know. Was I, it that multi-armed guy?
0: No, 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 no. I think it was the last one. As you can see, I'm showing myself as no uh, no Mortal Kombat expert. No, it, it wasn't Shang-Chi. He's the wizard. Who's the other guy? The dude who fights with a hammer? Oh my god!
1: I don't fuck it though. No.
0: Yeah, fr- fr- friggin' Mortal Kombat lore—that's a whole thing in and of itself, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Khan something? I think. Uh, Khan Noonien Singh. Yeah, that—that's that, 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 who we really need. We need Ricardo Montalban's character in here. Shao Khan. That's the one. Okay the dude who's got an awesome bone face and fights with a sledgehammer like he was goddamn triple h he's amazing <laughs> that's that's a good old fashioned video game villain of just I just need a skull face is all I need <laughs> man that series loves its skull faces,
2: doesn't it? It does
0: all right so that's uh that's the dlc talk there i'm sure matt and i will be doing way more injustice if you want to keep up to date on the injustice comic i know matt's covering the shit out of it so be sure to check out fortress of solitude and see what he's been doing
1: yeah it's it's been really good lately as well
0: yeah i was gonna ask how's it been
1: it's been pretty good it's been pretty good uh oliver queen and dinah lance got married last
2: issue
0: oh man it's like i gotta catch up on this just for the green arrow centric stuff because apparently tom (laughs) taylor is writing one hell of a green arrow family story
1: oh god he loves the green arrow family
0: didn't didn't he have a tweet where he's like i was sure to put these two in an alternate universe at the end of the first one just because i loved them too much to kill them
1: (laughs) i think so yeah and i think that was his plan anyway i think he did have plans for them later down the line Mm
0: speaking of injustice i was looking at some green arrow videos now like you remember in the first one he had the trick arrows you know the fire the ice and the lightning and everything yeah here if you burn some of your meter in the sequel with a special arrow it turns into a boxing glove arrow that does more damage than any other arrow
1: oh that's pretty cool
0: i'm like did, I, did they let me design this game for a second <laughs> because that's what it feels like and the boxing glove arrow is the best fucking arrow and it does more damage than anything and it knocks you down <laughs> Jeez, this boxing glove arrow is broken we're gonna have to nerf it in the next patch no 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 the nerf arrow is another thing and it's even more powerful
1: <laughs> it's an instant kill
0: <laughs> it's an instant kill the nerf arrow but you gotta unlock that <laughs> or day one dlc you know i don't know huh. <laughs> So, uh, moving on from there, this week was Free Comic Book Day. In fact, uh, it's Sunday night as I do this. My Free Comic Book Day vlog video will be going up uh, tonight at midnight. Uh, I-, I got to go out to the stores. I had a lot of fun. Matt, you sadly couldn't get out, you were telling me.
1: No, no, I couldn't.
0: It uh, it freaking it comes at you, man. Like, I know whenever I talk about Free Comic Book Day, the first question I almost always get is, when's that again? <laughs> Even though all the marketing tries very hard to be like the first Saturday in May, <laughs> yeah.
1: well, the, the problem I had was that like all the stores around me are really far away and are mm. kind of hard to get to because they're all in locations that have no parking whatsoever and i drive everywhere so it's very hard to find one that has parking i
0: i feel you i had to rope in one of my friends from high school and i had to make a whole goddamn day of it i had to go two towns over just to find a sizable enough comic shop now that being said the place i went worlds collide in oshawa ontario free plug to them so maybe they'll send me things they're following me on twitter now is <laughs> <It's laughs> a really great store really great ambiance the dude who old uh who owns it is this nice man. Man who clearly has been in the comic book store game for a long time now knows his shit
1: oh uh, that's awesome
0: they, uh, they have a youtube channel too and i think what the guys who work there do is they'll like get them started on a topic be like hey what do you think of that neil gaiman sandman and then they'll like film them for 20 minutes
1: oh that's
2: pretty cool that's a good
0: idea isn't it? it's like just get them started and then start filming them <laughs> <laughs> now let me tell you about it it's it's funny too because when you know when you, when you get to go to those free comic book days events you get to see like all the stratas of nerddom you get to see like the guys who brought their kids you get to see the people our age with the chin beards and the wallet chains people make fun of my chin beard and wallet chains but not on free comic book day <laughs> and free comic book day you're weird if you don't have those <laughs> then you get all the Magic the Gathering nerds in there because, of course, what are most comic book stores now, if not also hubs for Magic the mm-hmm. Gathering? And yeah. then th- there was one guy, and, and like I, I like I almost went to a very like mean, very jockey place in my mind when I saw this dude. He was like at least 300 pounds, had a fedora, and a big scruffy chin beard. It was raining out that day, so he had a samurai sword umbrella, like you do. (laughs) And I'm like, God, look at this nerd stereotype. What a stereotype. And then his wife came up with their baby, and I'm like, oh, okay. And, And she just looked like a normal lady with a normal crib. And I'm like, oh, way to defy stereotypes, nerd man. Good on you. Good on you, sir. (laughs) i also think he was wearing like a dark souls praise the sun shirt at the same time as well now it's funny too oshawa the area i went to as any canadians will know it's a bit of a sketchy area and on our way walking to the store me and my buddy had to like you know deke around two crackheads.
1: oh fantastic
0: who had just come to watch what was going on clearly they saw uh what is it a bunch of signs that said free free and they're like oh well we got to check this out
1: (laughs) free crack what
0: (laughs) is it Free? i hope it's crack tell you what maybe we can get some of these free comics and maybe they'll appreciate in value and then we can then trade them for crack (laughs) was probably their line of thinking and i'm like man that's stupid only now i find out issues of secret empire free comic book day are actually going for seven dollars on ebay now
1: god damn it now i wish i got one
0: you know why god they're going? damn it you want to know why they're going for seven dollars on ebay Matt? And this is the next story this is my big long roundabout way to get into the next topic <laughs> do you want to know why they're actually getting expensive now
1: i think i have an inkling
0: <laughs> people who are mad at nick spencer mad at a fictional Captain America turning to a fictional branch of fascism in a made-up story. They're so mad about it, they got free comic book day issues to burn in protest.
1: Ah, oh, that's great.
0: <laughs> to which many people are saying, oh, yeah, yeah, look at you, you're all big men and women burning comics in effigy that were free.
1: Yeah, but burning something that's, that, that's like, creative and everything something that 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 you like fight for creativity and everything you just burn it because it's not what you like
0: because it's not what you agree i bet you wouldn't burn it if it was 2.99 it gets even more hilarious because if you read secret empire number one which i'm sure many of you listening did i know me and matt did there's literally a bit where the teacher talks about burning the history books from last year (laughs) (laughs) i disagree with these fictional nazis so let me burn a real work of art to show this
1: what if this is like some big like marketing push by nick spencer and and marvel like this is some big secret marketing thing see
0: i thought of that matt because you're right like it's almost too good to be true isn't it like it lacks such an amount of irony it almost kind of teeters on that point of like hmm i don't know i don't know (laughs) if it is like if this is some like Andy Kaufman style of embedded marketing then hats off to them because it's like you gotta think about it like Nick Spencer knows about the controversy if you follow him on Twitter you see the abuse that gets hurled at him daily by people who don't read the book but read headlines and decided to get incensed anyway yeah people figuring like oh Captain America this is where I'll draw a line in a culture war this is what I'll do (laughs) But it would be something if he went to Marvel and was like, guys, 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 I know how we'll sell, like, a million more copies. (laughs) I know how we'll do it. And it's it's funny, too, because, you know, like, even the whole idea of, like, I'm going to burn a free comic book day issue is such, like, it it hurts me as a fan because it's like, oh, I'm going to take this event that should all be about supporting your local comic shop, supporting small mom-and-pop businesses, and I'm going to make it all about me.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's what got me about it to the point where I'm like, could any like comic fan actually be that heartless? So yeah, you know, Matt, now the more I think about it, maybe it is like a highly advanced, like uh, embedded marketing thing. And if it is, hats off. <laughs> i uh, i was reminded too back when people were really upset about dr octopus as a superior spider-man i'm sure you saw the video back in the day the dude was like i hate dan slot i'm gonna flush this video down the toilet to show how i feel but because he threw the whole book in there the book ended up clogging up his toilet <laughs> and it started overflowing
1: yes i remember that the- even like back then people weren't getting as angry
0: as as this yeah like you know that that was like it's it's hard to believe we're nostalgic for the days of superior spider-man oh man back then nerd rage was so much simpler and so much more understandable
1: it was
0: (laughs) now you got nick spencer like holding up a mirror to like american culture at this time and like captain america fans who i can only imagine you know aren't used to this sort of thing like the last time comics got even sort of close to that was like in the brubaker era And, you know, you move this in with, like, you know, big stuff happening in the world right now. And, you know, if it bleeds, it leads and people wanting to write and talk about it and everything. It's a very interesting time. And I I wish I had a crystal ball to look like 20 years in the future and see how people are talking about the story then.
1: It would be very interesting.
0: Because it's a weird vacuum and a weird work of art where it's like, I don't think people will be able to truly appreciate and or talk about it until we're removed from the times we're in right now.
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's that's definitely one to grow on, everyone. And moving on from there to uh, a much happier story, a story that I'm sure uh, had Matt and me all excited. We got our first trailer for Defenders this week.
1: I don't know, it just kinda came upon us.
0: <laughs> yep, just dropped. I'm like, was was this a thing? Did I did I miss a lead up to this? Did they say they were gonna drop this today? I just woke up one morning and it was there.
1: Yeah, and it looks pretty good.
0: It does. I like they're keeping the Nirvana theme to it. Everyone seems to fit really well together. There's a lot of fun interactions going on between people. <clears throat> That's what I appreciate about it is the uh the interactions seem to be key to everyone.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the way they they look to be, like, making them all sort of connect with each other looks really cool as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, they basically spell it out for you in the trailer. Jess gets in trouble, Misty Knight arrests her, Matt Murdock is her lawyer. This brings them into conflict with both Iron Fist and Luke Cage, who, hey, Iron Fist is one of the only people who can actually hurt Luke Cage.
1: I I like that. I thought that was pretty cool.
0: That's a nice touch, especially because we know by the end of this, assumedly, if it's anything like the comics, they'll become best friends forever.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's definitely the aspect I'm the most excited for, to hopefully see that relationship bloom between them. We also got to see our villain ever so briefly. I'm assuming she works for the Hand in some capacity, because they seem to be the overarching villains of the Netflix series, and everything's coming to roost here.
1: Yeah, I, I'm fairly certain Sigani Weavy's character does work for the the hand in some way. Which
0: man, yeah, we used to think it was an evil undead Japanese ninja cult, but now apparently white people and everyone can join the hand, apparently. <laughs> Matt, you and I can join the hand. We should totally make audition videos to join the hand. You want to become an immortal ninja?
1: <laughs> It'll be, we'll make audition videos. It'll be like, the, those, like those, like, kung fu fail videos yes. you see on the internet.
0: <laughs> like Afro Ninja to bring it all the way back to old yeah. YouTube. Just Matt and I whacking ourselves in the face with numchucks. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just the hand watches them because the hand watches everything. They're like, nah, nah, I don't think we need those two. Although, that being said, our, our hand university that we have could probably use a couple new IT guys. How about we send that? <laughs> so, I'm in the hand, right? Yeah, yeah, you sure are. Now, why why, why aren't I getting my emails? <laughs> what's what's wrong with the Hydra router? Or what's wrong with the hand router? Can you work on that? <laughs> well, did you try turning it on and off again? <laughs> And then Daredevil beats you up, being like, How do I cripple the hand? Just, just turn off their internet, man. They can't do anything.
1: <laughs> just steal their servers. <laughs> yeah,
0: really? That's the thing. <laughs> just send them a bunch of spam. <laughs> And it cripples the whole organization. That's that's the thrilling finale of Defenders Season 1 is just Sigourney Weaver clicking on a bunch of links she shouldn't have and her computer (laughs) blue-screening. Well, I guess we're done now. I guess we gotta go back to Japan. Mm -hmm. We had a good run in New York, didn't we? So yeah, that that was Defenders. Cool stuff. I dig uh, that they're still using the Nirvana theme. That they used uh, Mm. from the teaser trailer all the way back.
1: Yeah, that looks. It sounds really good, mixed with like the fighting and everything.
0: It does, and I mean, it literally sums up the team. They do come as they are, as they were. (laughs) They're not putting on any pretense for anybody. Yep. Also, hey Danny, will you wear a costume this time, please? I think he will. I think he's got to. I mean, the fact that they made a big point of him not doing it in his own show pretty much means that has to be where he goes. And the fact that we see Matt Murdock wearing a head wrap that looks very similar to the one Iron Fist wears anyway. Yeah. Although then you get into the weirdness. Like, apparently in the comics now, he's just, like, not wearing a shirt anymore. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that that comic is really crap.
0: It is, it is. And I mean, we knew it was going to be. In fact, it changed what it was supposed to be about. It was supposed to be uh, Carrie Andrew writing it. It was going to be a sequel to his uh, Living Weapon series. Oh, that really? Did. Yeah, that's what it was supposed to be a sequel to, where, like, Iron Fist adopted a little girl, and there was a dragon and everything, and then, like, a month before it was supposed to come out they changed it around completely and they're like okay Ed Bresson you're going to be writing this now and we're kind of going to be doing a take on the show. oh
1: yeah that's what it was i read the first issue and it it really is much like the show he's just like just a guy he's got like the tattoo on his on mm-hmm. his uh, chest and yeah clubs. he he, lo- he looks like Finn jones and
0: sure does does he does does he make uh, bad Twitter decisions like Finn Jones just to bring it all the way around? <laughs> Him getting into fights with people when he really shouldn't be?
1: No, they haven't gone there yet.
0: That's where they need to go. That's the new characterization for Danny. He's really bad at social media. <laughs> I, I hope that Luke Cage book is good. David F. Walker is writing it and I'll definitely give it a chance before it is inevitably cancelled because Luke Cage books have a very sad history of being awesome but being cancelled before their time yeah it seems fun he seems to be melding the universes of the show and the comic pretty good apparently there's a whole arc where he's heading off to uh to what is it um new orleans to do some fighting there i i like new orleans
1: cool that sounds pretty cool
0: actually speaking of which here's the thing Uh, because you didn't make it out to free comic book day if you got the guardians book which i did not because i wanted to read guardians seriously they had like six goddamn books come out this week yeah with the movie yeah Like, hey, hey, that's fine, that makes sense, but that's too goddamn many. Who's going to read six Guardians books?
1: Yeah, not only that, how many people will be confused at which one will actually be, like, the one that stays?
0: Exactly, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. But if you got the Guardians one, the backup for Guardians was Defenders. You got to read, I guess it's the first little bit of the Defenders, and guess what character they brought back to essentially be the overarching villain. Who's that? Diamondback. Oh really? Yes. Although Diamondback now looks exactly like he does in the TV show—he's slick and cool, Jack—and he wears a trench coat and a hat, not a silly snake costume. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's actually a really fun framing device because it's like uh like this mysterious dude comes to Jessica Jones' office and he's like, "Yes, these men wrecked my club," and we find out later it was Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Danny Rand. And she's like, well, what the hell do you want me to do about Well, I know you're super strong. I know you're plugged into the superhero community. I want you to bring these men to justice. I have money for it. Only for her to be like, okay, get the fuck out of my office. Then he shoots her with a super gun, puts on his pimp pad, He's like, and let everyone know Diamondbacks back in town. <laughs> and I'm like, that's cool. I can get behind this.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty cool.
0: It it was a cool little setup. Spider-Man was a cool setup, too, this week. He's fighting the Vulture again because, hey, Vulture's going to be in a movie soon.
1: I I did see that back up from from Secret Empire. It looks pretty cool, and it's written by Chips Zdarsky, so that's probably a book I'll pick up.
0: He's very funny with his Star-Lord. I'm sure he'll write a very funny Spider-Man. Yeah. He gets the lovable loser nature of Peter Parker, and I think that's where we're heading back with him. Cool. And did you see, too, from that same story, Vulture and Spider-Man both get punked by the new lady, Trapster?
1: Yes. <laughs> who
0: I love that there's, like, a cool version of Trapster, because, like, Trapster was originally Paste Pot Pete, so now there's a slick woman going around taking his name and gimmick. <laughs> and, like, what's Trapster going to do? Is he going to fight her for the name? No, she's clearly more competent than you are. <laughs> I think that's a really funny direction for it to go. Like, take a lame supervillain name, but make them amazing.
1: Yeah, I I think Chip Starcy's good at that. He kind of did the same sort of thing in uh, Star Lord with, like, Shocker and all those things. He made them, like, really relatable and funny and everything.
0: When I was making my required reading for Guardians of the Galaxy, I put that Star Lord book last there and uh and and i kind of did a bad thing i put it on there without having read the whole thing but i knew i loved the first three issues so much and you would give it such a glowing recommendation i'm like fuck it i'm putting it on anyway but yeah i i got to the parts with shocker and the villain bar and everything i'm like oh god matt was right this looks so up my goddamn alley
1: <laughs> it, it's so good that that bar is so amazing
0: <laughs> hey maybe it'll come back in spider-man it can now <laughs> That's the sort of things writers do. They'll invent something in one book just so they can use it in another. (laughs) Yep. Hell, Nick Spencer is a perfect example of that. He just kept dropping little things in all of his books that got canceled and all of those little things ended up leading to Secret Empire. Yep. Do do we want to talk about that from this week before we hop on into uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Let's talk about that and the button from this week because I know those are at least the two comics everyone's going to want to hear us talk about before we do our movie spoiler cast. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's start with The Button. How cool was The Button?
1: The Button w- was amazing.
0: <laughs> it was. It's, you know, it's 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 the true sequel to Flashpoint, isn't it?
1: It is. It, the thing is, it even picks up not long after Flashpoint ends.
0: Absolutely. And we see Thomas Wayne somehow even more broken down and even more shitty than he was before. Yep. Uh, see the forces of Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Thomas does a great job basically summing up and like, and here's what happened in Flashpoint in case you didn't read it.
1: Yeah, and and here's what happened after it. Aquaman and Wonder Woman made a treaty and they sent assassins after me.
0: Because I'm just so cool and my dick is just so big, everyone has to kill me. (laughs) But they're not gonna, I'm gonna go out like a badass bat OG and blow up my own house. (laughs) Just to take them down with me. Uh, oh man, like this this is a comic. It's got super cool action, but it also really tugs your heartstrings too cuz Batman finally gets to come face to face with his Flashpoint dad.
1: Yeah, he, he's his technically real father.
0: Yes, and all the things he wanted to tell him for so long and everything he wanted to get off his chest. He tells him that he's a father now and that he's uh, you know, like a grandfather.
1: Yeah, he was doing that trying to try and convince him to come with him.
0: I truly thought he was for a second. I'm like, okay, and so now Flashpoint Batman's gonna come with them, and he's gonna live in the cave, and they're gonna have fun father son adventure. Oh, no, okay.
1: I, I'm actually kind of glad he didn't, because...
0: It would have been too like, much it, to explain.
1: Oh god, yeah, it would have been a, a hell of a thing to explain, and and also it would kind of ruin that character as well if he it was would. just in this universe and be like, hey, they can just call up this guy now.
0: It would. He needs to go out like a boss. Although it was funny, because I thought where they were going to go with it, they have this touching conversation where Thomas Wayne absolves Bruce of all of his survivor's guilt and says, you know, don't don't be Batman to honor me and your mother. Don't waste your life on being a superhero. Be the father to your own kid the way I never got to be t- to you. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. And then I'm like, wait, if Bat-Dad comes with him, does that mean Bat-Dad will be Batman? And that's the thing, you don't have to be Batman, son. <laughs> I'll be Batman. <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs>
1: well that's the thing i i know like after he said that i i read that and i'm like bruce ain't gonna honor this he he's just gonna keep being batman he's not gonna stop being batman
0: he'll he'll honor it for like a week because if you've seen the lineup of events when tom king started his book he's like oh and then batman died maybe it's more of a metaphorical death thing maybe batman after the button will be like oh i want to hang up the costume now because then for summer we head into war of jokes and riddles which is a flashback story so he technically wouldn't be batman we'd just be seeing flashbacks and then of course yeah. we'd have to have a reason for him to come back but wouldn't it be funny if he hangs up the costume for like a week
1: yeah i i think that they're probably going to be doing something like that and then he'll come back like goddamn Vin diesel and all those fast and furious movies <laughs> one last ride
0: <laughs> family batarangs tight leather costumes <laughs> <laughs> Corona's. Ah, Batman doesn't drink Corona. He's a Heineken man. <laughs> uh, th- w- w- th- yeah, th- I mean there was just so much cool shit there. Thomas Wayne went out like a goddamn boss
1: when he went out yeah oh yeah god yeah in into the abyss
0: we don't fall we rise i'm heading off into the abyss so they can maybe use me in the future because my death is left ambiguous
1: (laughs) I, i i i do think that like maybe obviously they they make allusions to dr manhattan keeping a hold on this universe yes i i wouldn't put it past him to keep uh thomas alive to use against batman
0: it well you know if that's the case then literally dr manhattan is just jeff johns no i created this character i need to keep him though
1: <laughs> exactly i have
0: a whole stable of characters i really enjoy who i need to keep <laughs> no no continuity shakeups. no crises can touch them because <laughs> they're all over here <laughs> uh and then of course the big reveal that the finale that we're racing towards quite literally is they've traveled in time to the point where they've looped reverse flash and now they're all going to meet god together
1: yeah so hopefully we'll finally get something a bit more concrete than something is coming
0: yeah I, to actually put a name to it and i mean come on the i'm sure you saw it matt the title of the next uh, and final issue is literally called the hand of god
1: yeah, which makes me think we're going to see the the DC's universe interpretation of God, which is the hand, like the, this big hand.
0: The big hand that starts the universe. The, the hand that whenever heroes travel back to the beginning of time, they see it.
1: I think if we don't see Manhattan, we'll see that, and we'll see the, the little symbol he has on his head.
0: Oh, I bet the hand will be big, blue, and sparkly. Because, like, heck, even the Guardians in the Green Lantern book are like, oh yeah, we were there, we saw the hand.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: we were the first beings and in fact hey here's another thing part of our legends and lore is you're you're actually not supposed to see the creation of the universe yeah it'll drive you insane or maybe cause you to burst into flames (laughs) yeah man we saw that (laughs) but yeah that uh that book was pretty tight and then of course the other big book that came out this week was secret empire number one and man i was not expecting a time jump were you matt
1: no no god no
0: and like a sizable time jump to the teacher says oh yeah we burnt the history books last year so this has been a year of new Hydra world order
1: yeah which means either the tie-ins are going to explain that year or we're going to get something that will
0: well the free comic book day tie-in literally takes place after the yeah. zero issue so we see them go to dc to try and fight captain america only they all get their asses kicked Mm-hmm. he wins and wins like definitively he wears them all down with foot soldiers and then him and the hydra elite come in and mop them up Yep, it's really sad because all the while black widow and hawkeye are trying to make excuses and they do it in this issue too where they're like well maybe he's a clone maybe maybe he's a robot maybe faustus is controlling his mu-. no really <laughs> <laughs> and yet, the the weird thing about like Hydra Cap too is that he's so like into what he's doing and so believes he's right. He's like, no, I can save you guys. Come, come, join me on the Hydra side. Just hail Hydra, and everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, just,
1: just just a little Nazism, little Nazism, just, just a
0: little bit, just, just, just a little smidge under your gums is all you need. Come on, <laughs> you don't need to put the armbands on or the jack boots, but come on, just just a little bit. Just the tip. Yeah, just, just the tip of Hydra. Just put the tip of that weird, creepy hive thing in. <laughs> is all you need. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the big end of the Zero issue, or of the Free Comic Book Day issue, which actually explains a lot of why everyday people, and even maybe even a couple superheroes, actually end up serving Cap in this new Hydra world order, is that he's able to wield Thor's hammer for some reason.
1: Yeah, he's he just picks it up.
0: He just picks it up. They don't explain why in the Free Comic Book Day issue. I will admit that was probably there just to shock and awe you into buying the book if you weren't already. I have a couple theories, man. You can tell me what you think of these. One cap is so brainwashed, he truly is thinking he's doing the right thing and that's enough to fool the hammer. Mhm. Two, the hammer remembers that Steve used to be worthy and mm-hmm. as such is reacting to him anyway or and this is another one now that we know because of the jason aaron thor book that the hammer is sentient and there is a living creature inside the hammer perhaps steve and hydra was able to some way either brainwash the hammer and or blackmail the hammer into service
1: may maybe something like that like they maybe maybe that was part of Kobic's brainwashing sort of thing they brainwashed the hat like because they, they were obviously planned for all this. So, yeah. and Thor being one of the most powerful beings in the marvel universe was definitely planned for
0: it's true and furthermore i like a nick spencer gave an interview with ign where he further went on to say you know even people who aren't plugged into the superhero community in the marvel universe know what thor's hammer means and if you wield it you're worthy and that steve and hydra probably used the fact that he raised it to you know ingratiate themselves to the public and as we see in the first issue there's a lot of hydra apologists now there's a lot of people who are towing the party line now and who are are kind of digging all the fork and spoon jobs that hydras throwing their way
1: yeah yeah a lot of that it was it really reminded me as well of like agents of shield recently oh yeah like like a big big stuff from there like the schools and everything Mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff
0: some people were saying actually who have been watching both that they actually experienced a little bit of burnout getting both at the same time and i'm like yeah i can kind of see how that would happen because mm-hmm. it's kind of happening everywhere it's 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 funny too what's uh what's hydra's plans to fix up the economy well we got lots of you know uh low-level positions in our deathbot factories
1: <laughs> yeah our new adaptoid factories
0: <laughs> yeah yeah we, we're gonna need people to put on these creepy skull masks and go around and round up in humans and anyone else we believe to be genetically inferior so there's another job right there also here's just a bunch of money we have laying around that we're just gonna throw on wall street <laughs> <laughs> although although it's hilarious it's Faustus who gives the money to Wall Street which leads me to believe there's actually no money at all he's just brainwashing yeah. them into thinking there's more money than there yes. is
1: yeah, that that's definitely probably what's going to be happening. And also, they they send like Hive to do like like um negotiations around the world because oh. people are scared of him. That oh everything... yeah,
0: with other nations, yeah. See, under Hydra, America now is totally working on rebuilding our overseas relations. <laughs> do what we say, <laughs> or this monster will kill you.
1: I I do like it though how like the world is literally better. Like everything is run better. Like the crimes down. Even like the Avengers, this new Avengers team is better because like cap says what, what does cap say he says something like you know i'm not gonna give you what you want to that big monster thing yeah, that was attacking the city no and like th- yeah everyone's been evacuated from the town you know we're not just gonna like capture you and then let you escape or anything we're gonna kill you
0: <laughs> and that's the horrifying slippery slope of fascism it's the we'll keep you safe you know we'll do whatever but you have to give up all your rights as people though and all your personal liberties w- what is safety worth to you mm-hmm also too, cap's team that's another interesting thing here's a mm. bunch of other avengers where it's like okay are they being blackmailed are they being brainwashed what's the deal
1: Uh well again like what you said with mjolnir especially with like thor maybe he well, obviously he knows what mjolnir is like and what his characteristics are so when he saw uh cap wielding the hammer maybe he thought well i'll follow him he's he's worthy
0: also, Thor's been out of the loop for a little bit. Odinson has mm-hmm. been out in space and everything, so maybe it's just as easy as he was lied to being like, no, Thor, it's all good, man. We got this under control, buddy. Mm-hmm. Come enjoy me. Deadpool is there, which actually, I- I'm really excited to read the Deadpool Secret Empire book because Deadpool just, like, Steve is his best friend now that Wolverine is dead, and he doesn't want to believe he's a bad guy, and he's just been tricked and lied to. <laughs>
1: That that Deadpool book does look very interesting because he looks to be teaming up with Coulson.
0: Yes, Coulson, who also apparently figured it out, and they're going to be working together because they're two of the biggest Cap fans, and they have been hurt so personally by this. I'm really interested to see where they go with that. I'm excited for what Duggan does.
1: Yeah, these tie-ins for this are probably going to be really good.
0: Heck, even the Superior Oct one, I'm excited to see what Dan Slot's going to be doing with that because he clearly loves Superior Octopus. Mm-hmm. So those are going to be fun ones. And even the Avenger book now, because it's like, okay, hopefully we get to see these Hydra Avengers and see what their deal is. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, there's, there was the two biggest books that came out this week, everyone. Outside that, it was actually kind of a light week for books.
1: It was. There wasn't really that many out.
0: No, not entirely. So I guess we can uh, devote the remainder of the show then to talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. If you haven't seen it yet, this will be a spoiler discussion. So you can back out if you want, but I get the feeling, judging by this movie's box office in just a couple days, you've probably seen it.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. People would have gone and seen this. It's a very popular movie.
0: It's a, it's a it's a popular little indie flick, Matt. This Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy came out of nowhere
1: yeah no one expected it
0: <laughs> no 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 one at all and they like with no marketing push either it's amazing that it did as well <laughs> as it did you know re- real real word of mouth is helping this one i think a L- lot of unknown actors in it <laughs> <laughs> but yes all all joking aside there which is kind of hilarious because this is a very funny movie where the jokes are not aside at all they're right in there
1: yeah yep
0: what, uh, what did we think, Matt? I already did a review that people can probably hear on the channel. You did one before me, but I'll let you kick in first.
1: Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the film. I thought it, it was really great. And I, as I brought up in my review, it's, it's much like, uh, Empire Strikes Back in the way that it, it's more character focused mm, and it's more personal. Yep. It splits up your characters, gives them really great character development and, uh, echoing something red-letter media says almost to a fault yeah almost to a fault there's lots and lots of character development and everyone in this movie got a little bit of it
0: even people you wouldn't expect to get it freaking sean yeah. Gunn, yondu's number two yeah man, gets an arc in this movie
1: yeah god goddamn sylvester stallone who is a cameo in this movie gets an arc
0: <laughs> and a fucking sick cameo too i i had no idea he was going to be starhawk i really
1: didn't Really? Well, the guy next to him, uh, Martin X, uh, the Van Astro guy, that's that's Michael Rosenbaum.
0: Oh, holy shit. Man, he was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, and not the fact that they just cast the original Guardians of the Galaxy from, like, the 70s to be in the movie, but got great actors to play them.
1: Yeah, Ving Rhames is Charlie 27.
0: Dude, and he looks just like him, too. He's wearing the ugly yellow jumpsuit and everything. Yep. Yep. I like. I gasped a little when I saw that. I'm like, no, no, they did it and they did it that good. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that they build Yondu as being like, yeah, Yondu was part of their team originally. The original five captains of the Ravagers were a team much like the Guardians who would eventually go on and form their own crew and their own fleet and everything
1: yeah i thought that was yondu best character in the movie
0: yes yes he was oh my god michael rooker if there was ever a performance and like i know every year it's like mm, what comic book movie performance was worthy of an oscar this one was he
1: he he brought it
0: they make him the coolest fucking guy in the world and then they kill him
1: which is really weird because he's apparently in infinity war
0: really, ah, he'll be a ghost yeah. or a flashback or something.
1: <laughs> a force ghost.
0: A force ghost. Hey! Hey, Peter! Are you missing me? <laughs> I'm
1: Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah.
0: Man, there's, like, people were quoting that before the movie came out. I'm like, I don't get it. I bet it'll be really funny in context. It was really funny in context.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he uses his arrow in such a way where it's like, yeah, why don't you do that all the time? <laughs> uh, another thing I think this movie kicked ass on really good villains and villains plural
1: oh yes yes
0: like as much as we might love the marvel movies we can all agree they're pretty weak when it comes to villains like 90 percent of the time even the first guardians movie ronan will not be making anyone's list of favorite comic book villains anytime soon
1: no no he won't
0: but man the sovereign what a cool idea a bunch of (laughs) gold-skinned eugenics freaks with a drone fleet
1: that I, I i thought they were so interesting their whole like race and everything about them being technically all clones of each other but perfect and everything and
0: very star and the, trek huh
1: yeah and the way they use their ships and everything where it's all sort of like a video game it's all
0: ender's game yeah <laughs> they're, they're all a bunch of pissed off cod kids that's who runs their military <laughs> they, they even have like a king of Khan moment where it's like yo 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 he's gonna get here to the last screen everyone crowd around and watch ah oh, you suck
1: i like that i thought that was great
0: that's real. taser face small part but oh my god even he gets an arc
1: mm, he, he his was really cool and again it building building off the first movie as well
0: did you see uh chibs from sons of anarchy and like I a did. bunch of other things was here for like a minute i did and then he got blasted out in their lock <laughs> you did it's just like man if they can kill off well-known character actors <laughs> is is he buddies with james gunn or something because that seems like a hey come by be a face people know and then we'll kill you
1: i'd imagine ooh, like everyone can be a buddy with james gunn he's such it's a likable guy
0: <laughs> there's probably cameos here we don't even know yet because james gunn puts all of his friends in movies
1: oh yeah i i think um at one point when when yondu was going through the um the rooms with like uh, with his arrow and everything we saw um uh who's the trauma guy
0: Oh, uh, Lloyd Kaufman.
1: Yeah, we saw him again.
0: Nice. nice. Lloyd Kaufman was the guy who gave James Gunn his start in movies with Tromeo Mm -hmm. and Juliet, so that's really awesome that he keeps paying him back by putting him in his movies. Yep. Never did I think I would see freaking Lloyd Kaufman in a a freaking Disney Marvel movie, considering he's made such non-Disney movies. (laughs) But he gets to be in it, man. That's so good. Oh, man, the scene with Yondu and his arrow... That was artistic as shit, wasn't it?
1: That that was really good, and it was set to Jay and the Americans.
0: So, so good. Again, music is an even bigger character in this movie than it was in the first one, if you can believe it.
1: Well, the thing is, th- this one, in particular, this movie, one of the songs on it, and I am actually just going to look it up what it's called. It's the song that um Meredith and Ego sing at the start of the movie. Um... When we see them when they're younger, I yes. can't remember what it, what it's called. Um, but that whole song is basically the movie's plot.
0: Yeah, it's it's the it's the tag phrase for the whole movie. But my life, my love, and my lady is the sea.
1: Yeah, and 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 again, Ego quotes it later on in the movie and explains how it's uh, like his life.
0: Yeah, it really. Uh, Kurt Russell as Ego. I mean, Kurt Russell is just great in everything.
1: Oh, God, he's amazing in this.
0: And he's wonderful as Peter Quill's dad here. Once again, much like Ronan in the first movie, they take a character who's not really a bad guy and make him into a bad guy. hmm But he's such a fascinating idea for a bad guy. I'm totally all about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's a great bad guy.
0: It's shocking, too. For, like, two-thirds of this movie, there is no world-ending threat that the Guardians need to deal with. They're all just kind of hanging out, learning and loving and growing. It's like, man, Mm -hmm. you know, I I was literally looking at my watch, and I'm like, I don't think the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to save the galaxy in this movie. I don't think it needs saving. Only to be like, (laughs) oh, no, wait, there it is.
1: Again, again, it was kind of like Empire Strikes Back in that way how, yes. how the, most of the movie is just them sort of split up and doing all this character stuff and then near the end they sort of save themselves and, and the galaxy I guess
0: I I was worried when they split the cast because like you know that's like in any other movie like in plenty of other movies that's like a death nail. like no no you never split the cast but they split it give them really great stuff to do and they all hook up later at the end mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again you mentioned probably the only other movie I can think of that does it well and yeah that's Empire Mm -hmm. splitting the cast and doing it well uh dave batista as drax once again another huge source of comedy gold oh my nipples
1: oh he he was fantastic
0: why don't you wear shirts sensitive nipples
1: (laughs) those acting classes he took really paid off
0: it's like it's like wow you used to be a wrestler man now you're actually an actor's actor In fact, uh, just today I was listening to him on Chris Jericho's podcast, Talking Jericho, and he talks about, yeah, how seriously he's taken acting and how he loves being Drax now because that, like, is the money that he can use so he can be in smaller indie movies and take, like, pay cuts.
1: Yeah, he seems like a really cool dude.
0: He does. He really, really does. Also funny, too, he talked about his stupid sun tattoo on his belly button, how he got rid of that because of Drax (laughs) he's like yeah they kept covering it up and I'm just like yeah I look better without it I guess (laughs) I'll just keep covering up that tattoo he it's funny too like you see how he's like grown in subtle ways from the first movie where he didn't like get anything to where Mm -hmm. he was ultra literal now he's less ultra literal but he still has like uh different social uh different social skills than everyone else
1: yeah, he also doesn't listen very well when he no. when talking about Quinex batteries.
0: No, no, no. He, he's like captain of the. Uh, what, he's like captain of too much information? <laughs> and he thinks it's normal. He's like, oh god, you humans, you have such weird hangups. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you people more okay talking about sex and violence? <laughs> and also, hey, nice little comic shout out. He talks about his daughter in this movie.
1: He does. He talks about his family and everything.
0: Yes, which is crazy. Obviously, he's not human anymore, like he is in the comics. So he's not like Arthur Douglas or anything. But they do mention he has a daughter, which makes me think. Ooh, that means maybe in the third one we could possibly see Moon Dragon.
1: That'd be pretty cool. I know, like his whole sort of thing is that he he wants to kill Thanos mm-hmm. because they killed his his family or his wife or something. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what his payoff in infinity war at least will be
0: definitely they uh they even give him a great again keeping with the whole huge theme this movie has with families he sort of adopts mantis and becomes kind of like a weird father figure older brother to her because they similarly have weird like social problems
1: yeah mantis was great in this
0: she wins the goddamn movie i hope mantis becomes like the popular halloween costume this year for girls
1: well it's such an easy costume
0: it is that actress Palm clementiff clementa i can't quite pronounce her last name but she just kills in this
1: yeah she's so funny
0: steals every goddamn scene she's in and is pretty much exactly like how she is in the comics she's an empath she can do all this other stuff yeah it's basically yeah it's basically what she does really 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 good stuff with her I mean, man, to think that they basically have a bigger team than the Avengers by the end of this between Nebula and Yondu and Mantis and everyone else.
1: Yeah, they're they're their own Avengers team, basically. Yeah, it's
0: like, dude, you guys don't even need to go to Earth. You got your own shit going on. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like, they grow it so big, like that final act where they're all together and all the ships are going off and everything. I'm like, man, there's layers to this
1: yeah it was it there's even more lies as well because i i it like dawned on me like a couple of days ago so peter finds out from ego that ego was the one who gave his mother cancer
0: yeah wow
1: as as sort of like the way to like get him off of earth so he wouldn't be tempted to go back and yeah, be a the happy funny,
0: life why would he ever go home
1: and like brain cancer is is kind of called like a ticking time bomb which oh, is what shit. they use to kill his ego's brain, brain. oh yeah.
0: shit oh fuck man you found another layer <laughs> what what's another crazy thing about this movie is that it's like a big funny summer blockbuster with explosions and talking animals and cute tree creatures and everything but it's not afraid to be sad like really sad Mm. yeah everyone's really bumming and like even that end i mean come on i mean come on they pull out a cat Stevens song for christ's sake (laughs) they want to make you cry and like the whole theme about being like you know broken down parental units and like you know child neglect and abuse but finding a family amongst friends and everything just wow that those are some deep themes they're playing with
1: yeah, oh, God, yeah.
0: This is probably the most thematic, uh, what is it, thematic Marvel movie I've seen in a long time. Definitely more thematic than the first one.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, like, I, I debated, like, long and hard on the car ride back home. I'm like, is this better than the first one? It does a lot of things better than the first one. I would say it, it at least stands shoulder to shoulder.
1: Oh, he's yeah, it's definitely up there with the first one.
0: It, it It's, as you mentioned, Matt, it's an Empire New Hope situation is what it is. Mm-hmm. both are kind of great in their own way but the sequel charts new course uh, another kind of thing about it and i'm sure you noticed it this movie barely has a first act this movie hits the ground running so goddamn quick
1: yeah well yeah well like i guess that they sort of like oh we don't need to tell you who these characters are you already know who they all are let's show them in their natural habitat
0: let's get to the good stuff basically this is a movie with almost no fat on it because it's just like no no, no let's get to the good shit let's get to the good shit Hmm. yep we know what we want we're gonna show it to you and just just like such a beautiful movie looking too with the color palette and everything when they're on the robot yeah. planet i'm like man can we hang out on robot hooker planet a little bit more
1: yeah contraxia was a great planet it, it rem- reminded me of the, the planet in the star wars universe nashida which is like oh, the yes. smuggler haven sort of thing
0: it totally did it also did, did, maybe i'm reading too much into this but it's called contraxia yeah, I imagine if you're on the hooker <laughs> planet, you're going to contract you a lot of things. I think
1: I think that definitely was a joke by James Gunn.
0: <laughs> I'm like, oh, you tongue-in-cheek bastard, you. Good job. <laughs> and even like the little callbacks too, like when they eventually burn Yondu, they put all his little tchotchkes there, including the blue yeah. little guy and the troll doll he got at the end of the first movie.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that. Nice little things like that.
0: I never thought I would mourn the destruction of a Walkman either
1: oh god that that was sad but but he got a
2: zune
0: he got a man what a greatly constructed joke being like yeah apparently it's what everyone on terra is listening to music to on now it's got like 300 songs on
1: it yeah what 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 songs do you think were on it
0: well again that's another thing i was talking about on the way back the zune was big in like what 2008
1: well this movie come came this movie in its timeline is two months after the the first movie right. and the first movie took place in 2014 so it's about 2014
0: 2014 but i mean a zune is an old thing so you gotta figure it was filled with songs from 2008 when it was new right because who has a zune in 2014
1: well that's the thing we don't know when um Craigland's character got it or when yondrew got it we don't know when when he got it i so liked- it might might have something new on it
0: that's true. Well, it's funny, because I was looking at hit songs from 2008. I'm like, man, what could he be listening to? Uh, Flo Rida and the T-Pain, Alicia Keys, <laughs> L- Lil Wayne and Static Major in Space. That's going to be majorly jarring for poor Peter Quill if that's how he has to discover rap via the Zune.
1: Oh, no. He's going to be what the hell is this?
0: It's it's literally going to become that sketch from how it should have ended. Man, you guys sure do love songs about asses now in the club. <laughs> i must have missed a lot on earth in the last 34 years <laughs> jesus <laughs> but yeah Z- i would not be surprised if much like the shit sales of shawarma after this movie comes out the sales of zoons go through the roof
1: oh definitely
0: actually hey that's the thing matt y- you keep talking and stall for time i'm gonna go on ebay and see how much a Zoon costs <laughs> what t- what were some other stuff you liked from the movie
1: um I like David Hasselhoff's little cameo
0: oh yeah shit that was really good and fitting too because of course he sang a famous cover of uh Hooked on a Feeling," so he will forever yeah. be tied to this series now
1: he he well he also did a song for the second one as well which is the one that's played during the credits
0: that's right where he's basically singing about the team
1: yeah uh so much good stuff in this movie um doing talk about the after credits stuff
0: oh god yeah there was like five of them
1: Yeah, uh, fucking five after credits scene. Jesus Christ.
0: Also, to answer your question, I can get a Zune like the one he had in the movie for 72 bucks (laughs) Canadian. It's it's 32 gigabytes. (laughs) But it comes with a cord and everything. (laughs) Let's all be giant Zune hipsters now. How about that, Comic Multiverse fans? Let's rock our Zunes now. Because we love Yondu, that's why in memory of him let's all carry around things that aren't iPods (laughs) but yeah yeah. so uh, friggin post credit scenes uh, I mean a lot of them were more like jokey like we get to see uh, Sean Gunn's character trying to work the arrow and it not going well
1: (laughs) that was so funny
0: and him just being like walk away slowly walk away
1: (laughs) we get to see teenage uh, Groot
0: yeah who's being a bit of an asshole Groot (laughs)
1: Uh, and
0: <laughs> don't tell me what to do not dad that was some um, funny
1: stuff what were the odds oh we got to see um stanley meeting the watchers
0: okay so that changes everything right
1: yeah well the thing is everyone's everyone on the internet and all these articles are saying that he's a watcher he's not
0: he's telling the story to the watchers yeah which is even kind of in- more interesting in its own way, isn't it? That he has to tell the stories to the Watchers.
1: Yeah, well, I think in the credits he was, like, um, branded as, like, Watcher Informant or something. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's, like, just someone who goes to Earth and just tells sees what happens and then tells them. Tells about it once he goes back into space well, and, and the thing is they look exactly like the comics as well
0: they do he's such a good storyteller stanley the watch the yeah. watchers could watch it but they'd rather hear it from him <laughs> also did you hear what the first thing he said was when he was talking to them
1: something about a fedex being a fedex driver yeah
0: i i was a driver for fedex and stuff and i'm just like ooh, that's literally what he was in the first fantastic four movie in that first big uh big cameo of his
1: yeah well i've been trying to tell people that but everyone says no no they're talking about civil war and i'm like no they're not because civil war takes place after this movie
0: i mean i guess we can only assume that with the watcher showing up they've at least made some sort of deal with Fox, maybe even another trade, because the way I heard it, and again, I can neither confirm nor deny this shit, but supposedly uh, to get, like, Negasonic Teenage Warhead in Deadpool, they had to trade, uh, like, Ego for it.
1: Yeah, I heard that as well, and I'm wondering, like, with the watches, like, whether it's it's Uato, the specific watcher that's owned by them, or whether it's watches in general. Can
0: they have the race but not the guy? Yeah. Now, uh, actually, here's the thing. I checked my Twitter just now when we were talking about this, and apparently uh, Kevin Fage gave an interview, actually, just a couple hours ago where he goes into detail on it.
1: Oh, wow, really?
0: Yeah, according to Slash Film. Uh, and again, I'm quoting him here. There's a joint custody with a number of things, Phage said when talking about the deal. There are certain characters they have, but races that we share. If that makes sense, so you fucking nailed it, Matt.
1: Yeah, I well, I know. Um, James Gunn has said like with the scrolls, like the the super scrolls are owned by. F- i think fox or someone nice. but the scrolls race in general are co-owned
0: <laughs> that's literally the next line of the article marvel studios gets to share the watchers and the scroll characters there we first go. <laughs> appeared in the fantastic four comics with fox given their uh prevalence in many uh marvel comics as it was first assumed marvel did not have the rights to the scrolls given the use of the chitauri in the first avengers movie but that's not exactly true perhaps they could understand the significance of the strolls but by extension the kree which are why they're slowly building toward a storyline they could eventually maybe even do a big crease scroll war on the big screen if they wanted to now oh that's god open. wouldn't Please. that be some shit? guardians 3 crease scroll war
1: well it's funny you should mention guardians 3 because apparently adam warlock is going to be the villain
0: yes we see his cocoon and everything there and he's now been made by the sovereign okay
1: yeah, which kind of makes sense because they were kind of like fucked over by the guardians uh, in multiple times.
0: I'm excited to see them come back, and I'm more excited to see like Adam Warlock in doing something of a redemption story, maybe of like he starts out as a bad guy but gets to be good by the end.
1: Yeah, and kind of goes against the Sovereign, in which in turn maybe destroys the Sovereign because yeah. they keep trying to make things better.
0: They do, yeah. But that, that would be fun, and you get to have like a whole, you know, what am I? Am I a man? Am I a creation? What am I?
1: I'm wondering if he does have gold skin.
0: Yes, I would be interested in that. too. I mean, he kind of does, kind of doesn't. There's been generations where you look at Adam Warlock, and he definitely doesn't look like a regular white guy. No. I'm sure you heard the same crazy theory I did, where it's like, you know, what about Matthew McConaughey for uh, for Adam Warlock? <laughs> Hey, hey, Guardians of the Galaxy, it's me, Adam Warlock, how you doing? (laughs) I gotta find them Infinity Stones, right? Thanos is a real (laughs) killjoy. Infinity's a flat circle, by which I mean the guy named Infinity who exists in this universe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's funny ego actually starts talking about infinity and how like he's a celestial and everything i'm like wait when he's talking about infinity is he talking about the concept of infinity or is he literally talking about the dude named infinity
1: yeah it, it is interesting because I, I remember people were actually t- talking to me about that and yeah it, it's kind of left ambiguous
0: <laughs> yeah Cause it's like, are we gonna get to see Infinity, or are they like, are they fine right now with the Celestials being like top of the heap, for uh, what is it for as far as like the well, cosmic dudes go?
1: Well, the thing is, like we've in both these Guardians movies, we've seen Celestials. We saw them in the first one, and we and they're like the main villains in this one so i imagine now that we sort of know who they are they might move on to something else Mm,
0: i wonder how much origin they'll give to thanos if they're going to be like oh he's a rogue celestial too maybe
1: yeah i think they probably will give him a little bit of uh backstory i am surprised though that like someone like ego didn't mention him yeah yeah definitely but i guess that might have been just like a just a a creative thing not so there's not too many like infinity war hints and stuff in this
0: that's true i mean he gets a couple nods in the nebula uh what is it uh, friggin ne- Gamora. yeah nebula gamora story where they talk about their shitty abusive upbringing which goddamn they really make you care for nebula in a short amount of time don't they
1: yeah ooh i guess she, she's kind of like a guardian of the galaxy now
0: yeah and then they break your heart too and she's got to leave too you're like oh
1: yeah, which well, is going to be really interesting to find out where she is in Infinity War because apparently between Volume Two and Infinity War, there's like three years.
0: Right. I. Because
1: uh... obviously, like the Infinity War is going to take place in real time, whereas Guardians doesn't take place in real time.
0: Let uh, Let me tell you this, Matt. I have an inside track on this. I can't say to whom <laughs> gave me this information, but yes, Nebula will be imp- will be part of Infinity War Part One.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's obvious since Karen gillian has been posting it all over Instagram.
0: Yep, yeah, she she's totally gonna be in it. Maybe not a huge part, but she'll be there.
1: And it kind of makes sense since since her father is gonna be there, and she'll want revenge on him.
0: Yeah, that's that's her big.
1: Everyone's gonna want revenge on him.
0: Yeah, gotta gotta, gotta kill my pop, Thanos. <laughs> he's a he's a dick, don't you know? But yeah, I mean, pr- pretty cool stuff, wouldn't you agree? the, the, the mm. just the whole movie in general.
1: Yeah, it was a great movie, great blockbuster movie.
0: Totally, totally was. And as I mentioned before, not afraid to be sad, not afraid to deal with some deeper, headier themes that I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. weren't prepared for. I mean, I I guess, you know, just so we're not totally like, uh, what is it, filleting this movie with praise. I know some problems people had, although I don't necessarily agree with, some people said it was too funny that there were too many jokes and they thought that was distracting.
1: I, I I could see how that could be distracting, but I didn't think so.
0: I mean, I would say that's a very James Gunnian sort of thing of like, hey, here's a dark, serious moment, but I undercut it with a joke.
1: Yeah, well, I, again, as like Red, Red Letter Media said, they had like those sort of things where they'd have like serious, 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 and then i just go down with a joke and I sort mean, of break it and it happened a couple of times but sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't
0: like i mean the the best example and i personally was a huge fan of it peter's like uh whatchamacallit uh eulogy for yondu mm-hmm. where it's like half very serious trying to make you cry but also like half a joke too because he's comparing him mm-hmm. to david Hasselhoff. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, so, and and you know Yondu and David Hasselhoff were both awesome and fought robots. So you know what? Maybe I did have a great dad after all. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, he was your Hasselhoff man. <laughs> <laughs> As I sit and cry, there, there's a lot of manly tears I'm sure will be shed in this movie.
1: Yeah, probably
0: because it's very much like a story of like you know deadbeat fathers and sons and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of, lot of stuff going on, a lot of depth. Uh, yeah. Was was that all the post credit scenes? We got Watchers, we got Adam Warlock. Is there anything else? Um, that, uh, was-
1: that was the one that kind of sort of set up a spin-off for uh, Stallone's characters. Yes. He's going to the- go steal some shit.
0: Yeah, and the OG Guardians, which I wonder what they're going to call that now. They can't call them the Guardians 3000 because that would just be confusing. Also, they're not the Guardians now. Would they call them the Ravagers? Is that what they would call the movie?
1: Probably.
0: I mean, do you think they're really going to spin them off? Do you think that was like gun testing the waters or do you think they're just going to play a bigger part in like Guardians 3 if they do one?
1: Well, that, I think they might tease them once more and then maybe bring them because they, they hired some pretty big names for it. They hired obviously Stallone as uh, Starhawk. We got Michael Rosenbaum as Martin X, Ving Rhames, Charlie 27. I think Michelle Yeoh was... Um, yes, she was. Uh, oh, what's her name?
0: The, the woman
1: yeah <laughs> the, the woman the,
0: the the famous marvel character the woman
1: yeah I, I had her name but i can't remember and um i think miley cyrus was mainframe
0: was she? was that seriously miley cyrus yeah yeah wow miley cyrus is much more palatable as a robot head <laughs> i hope she keeps playing robot head from here on out because yeah that like you got a movie there <clears throat> You got a hell of... I don't know who would direct it. I mean, would Gunn do both? Would he do Guardians and then do a Ravager spinoff?
1: Yeah, that or, I don't know, maybe get his brother Sean to direct it. Oh,
0: there you go, of course. It's the brother franchise, so you let the brother cut his teeth.
1: Yeah, they could be like the the next, uh, the Russos.
0: That's right, you got two brother teams in this right now, don't you? All, all <laughs> jockeying on this one, but, uh... Yeah, I mean, that that was Guardians, and by and large, I thought it was pretty great. I thought it's, like, one of the few movies that genuinely kind of lives up to the hype and also kind of breaks the Marvel track record of having, like, you know, disappointing sequels that aren't Captain America related.
1: Yeah, and, and it had had really its, its first meaningful death as well in True. the MCU.
0: I didn't think now, about that, Matt. You're right
1: yeah with yondu though he he appears to be coming back in affinity war somehow so i don't don't know what they could do with that
0: either they use one of the gems to bring him back or he's a ghost or it's just flashbacks yeah or even just loki turning into someone
1: yeah oh yeah i never thought about that
0: yeah loki can make himself look like anybody so i mean there's lots of lots of ways around it but Mm -hmm. it's, it's nice to know the rook might not be gone forever Nah. I would really like, because the Guardians movies, as you mentioned, take so much cues from Star Wars. I would love if Peter has, like, a force ghost dream with Yondu in it, but he's just being his general surly self. (laughs) What you doing missing me, boy? You reminiscing about me fondly? (laughs) What are you, some kind of gay? (laughs) Damn it, Yondu in my brain, can't you be supportive? No, no, I can't. (laughs) Or Peter thinking really hard. What would Yondu do, do in this situation? <laughs> Don't be looking to me for advice. I'm no role model. <laughs> now, now what do I do with my arrow? <laughs> uh, so so. any parting thoughts on this one? We've talked for a good bit on this one. Good good movie. Go out and see it if you yeah. haven't. And probably see it twice. I know a couple people who have already seen it twice.
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about going to see it twice. It's definitely a good film
0: it's it's really solid i well see i didn't even mention this i saw it in 3d actually
1: oh really how was it? i didn't get to see it in 3d i saw it in imax so.
0: It it doesn't make much of a difference honestly as with most yeah. movies unless they're like purposely filmed in 3d you don't see much of a difference but it was cool
1: yeah, I, I don't particularly like 3D movies.
0: No, neither do I, because they're more expensive and everything else. Now, th- the theater I went to, it had 3D and Atmos. I should have paid the extra couple bucks for a 3D and Atmos.
1: Yeah, I saw it in IMAX Atmos, and it was good. <laughs> there you go. Right on.
0: So there you go, everyone. There's our thoughts on Guardians. Pretty cool. I mean, I guess we get the next time we get to do this, Matt, will be when Wonder Woman comes out in June.
1: Uh, Yeah, I guess so, yeah.
0: Wonder Woman's the next one, but people keep forgetting because there's that thing shooting around that maybe DC and Warner Brothers has already lost hope because there's so little marketing going around recently.
1: Well, I just saw the most recent trailer and it was very weirdly cut. Was it? it has like a you when you see it you'll know what i mean it has like a song that you would see in like a transformers trailer Mm. like that whole imagine dragons sort of song with it yeah you'll you'll see what i yeah yeah, you'll see what i mean when you watch it
0: please 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 don't be losing faith in the first ever female-led superhero movie dc and warner brothers please don't (laughs) cock this up like you cocked up the last three uh
1: so studio heads man they can't help it
0: this this is actually bigger than you and it's bigger than superhero movies this is actually setting a precedent don't Mm -hmm. please don't fuck it up and please don't let us wait or make us wait for captain marvel to come and hopefully save it (laughs) (laughs) because that's still a ways away (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, there you go, everyone. That was the Comic Multiverse for this week. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Uh, Again, thank you, everyone, who was a patron. We uh, got the first payment. Well, not the first, but we got the newest payment for that. Really helped us out. Uh, Of course, if you are a patron, you'll get to listen to this early before anyone else, usually around midnight on Sunday when i put it up uh also uh i guess we can tell them now matt some big stuff from us uh we got a t public store and we're working on actually getting some comic multiverse shirts and stuff happening
1: yeah yeah i i I did like a an initial design just just like our our name our comic podcast name comic multiverse name Mm -hmm. um but there will be other ones that will be going up probably some design ones and stuff like that but if you want to get one that has our logo on it go go check out our t public store
0: Yes, once we get that going, we got a lot of got a lot of ideas happening there. Also, too, hey, in the comment section down below of things you like from the show, what would you like to see put on the shirt? I think I asked before what quotes mm-hmm. would be uh, would be quotable enough to put on the shirts, and I think some people had some good ones there, like just shit we say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like apparently, we use like a lot of the same bridging words over and over again, like indeed and how,
1: indeed. damn right
0: (laughs) shit i think damn right is one too i say a lot. oh shit man we're doing it without even trying (laughs) so thank you everyone and again uh, if you want to download the show and carry it around with you you can do so over on the comic multiverse soundcloud page until next time i have been joel i'm matt and we will see you all next time bye-bye I was waiting for you, Matt. That's usually where you say your thing. <laughs> That's right. You you left me hanging, God. Now the show's just gonna end <laughs> abruptly.